Well, good morning. Good to see you all. I'm Pastor Gary, and welcome to Foundation Church. We're so glad to have you in the house this morning. As have been stated, this is Youth Sunday. This is a time when we uh, try to not only allow our youth to get involved and to minister in the various capacities that we have here at the church, but also an opportunity where we can speak to the issues that uh, speak to them. And although this message will target our youth, I want you to understand that this message is very, very much applicable to all of us. And I think it's safe to say that if there's any time that we need to hear from God, I believe that this is a time where we really need to hear from God. I want to talk to you this morning about deception. I want our youth to particularly listen. Parents, if you've got youth anywhere around, if they're not in here, you need to get them in here because they need to hear what God is saying this morning. Deception is all around us. In fact, when you study the scriptures, one of the things that you see that Jesus, oftentimes he would say, is do not be deceived. In particular, if you read Matthew's gospel, chapter 24, Jesus starts that chapter before he lists a whole host of events that will happen uh, before he comes back. How many of you believe Jesus is coming back? Jesus kind of set the tempo. He talked about a whole bunch of things, but it was all based upon this statement that he made right at the beginning. He said, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. From there, Jesus goes on to talk about how that there would be false prophets, how there would be lying and deceptiveness, lawlessness, war, wars and hatred, pain. So much so that Jesus says, he had to shorten those days for the elect because the elect are the ones that God has chosen. And so he talks about in Matthew chapter 24, all the things that will happen before he comes back. One of the things I love about the scripture, and I want to say this to our youth, because I know today that there's a cloud of suspicion, apprehension when it comes down to the Bible, the word of God, or Jesus. I understand that there's a lot of uh, doubts around this time of year, and there are a lot of people out there that wonder whether or not this book is true. One of the things that brings me great comfort as a believer, and I say this to you with all of my heart, it, it, one of the ways that you know that you can believe this book and this Bible is that Jesus warned us what was going to happen before it happens. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Nothing right now that is happening, I want you to get it, is happening by accident. Jesus talked about them. Therefore, he warned us and said, okay, before I come back, here are going to be the conditions of, of, of the times before I come back. So I want you to stay with them. I'm going somewhere here with this. So this issue of deception is designed to somehow cloud or bring some doubt 
of suspicion about Christianity, about Jesus, whether or not we can really believe him. In fact, a lot of our youth have been intimidated, or can I use words that you understand? Many of our youth today have been punked in school. What do I mean by that? Is that you're afraid to talk about Jesus because majority of the people around you, they don't. They don't talk about Jesus. And in fact, if you talk about Jesus, you get labeled. If you try to live for him, or if, if you just want to wear a T-shirt that has Jesus on it, more than likely, you're going to get some pushback. And so what happens is there's, there's a tendency to say, okay, I'm just going to sit and do nothing. Not going to talk about Jesus. And that's what you got to understand. That's exactly what Satan wants. There, Satan wants to deceive. And he is in the process of, of deceiving all mankind into thinking that you're really living without Christ. The reality of it is, is that without Christ, all men are dead men walking. Do you hear me? Not living. And Satan, see, there was a war that happened before you and I even got here. The Bible says there was a war in heaven. Satan rebelled. There's a war, there's this war between good and evil, right and wrong, God and Satan. Satan is powerful, but how many know that God is greater? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So Satan rebelled in heaven. And the Bible says that he was kicked out of heaven and Satan landed right here on earth. And the Bible says, woe, 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 you inhabitants of the earth. Because Satan has come down unto you mad because he knows that his time is short. So what he's doing is Satan, the Bible says that hell, and there is a hell. I know some of you, they don't want, if you notice, that's one of the things that the devil don't want people to talk about today. See, the devil wants you to think there is no hell. That's part of the deception. There's no accountability. You can just live any kind of way you want. There is no hell. The Bible says hell was created for the devil and his angels. Satan knows, and so what he wants to do is bring as many people with him as he possibly can. And so how do we do that? He deceives our youth. He deceives you. He makes you think that what's really real is what you see. The battle is for the souls of men. The battle is for our youth. You ever notice TV watches out there, and I, I would venture out to say most of us, that most of the marketing and everything that we see on television and in our media is all geared toward the youth. And you know how the devil deceives? How the devil, how the devil presents something that God said is wrong, something that is evil, something that is wicked. Do you ever notice that Satan always presents it as good? You can do this. Yes, you can have it. And, and one of the epidemics that we have with our young people today is that heroin is on the rise big time. Right here in Stafford, heroin, heroin is off the chain. Drug overdose 
I mean, it is getting, and, but, but you know, and, and, and people see it, and yet the enemy, because our youth, they see some of these kids that are doing this stuff, some of these kids got money. How many know the heroin, it doesn't discriminate between, you know, what your sociological background is? Rich, poor, it, it doesn't matter. So you see that, and it looks cool. My friend looks cool. Everybody else, everybody else is doing it. Why not go ahead and give it a shot? Hey, it's okay. Until you're sitting there, and they're pumping your chest. And the devil is sitting back laughing because he's doing exactly what he wants to do. He is deceiving. He is deceiving because he wants your soul. Let me tell you a little bit about Satan. Because how many know that Satan wants to, his goal is to minimize Christian influence as much as he possibly can in every sector of our society. That's why in schools, they don't want you praying in schools no more. Y'all know that? They have Valley Victorians now. They try to tell me, you can't mention, you don't want you talking about Jesus. Oh, you know, here's, a, here's another part of deception, young folks. Hear me. Satan says, hey, you know, you know your faith, Christianity is, is outdated. How many of you have heard that? It's old-fashioned. You know, the Bible is old-fashioned. I mean, that stuff don't really matter anymore. How many of you know what I'm talking about? In fact, they're saying the enemy is, is, is perpetuating a lie that if you're a Christian, if you're a devoted Christian, then, then, then you, you're a bigot. Because the principles that are taught in Scripture goes contrary to the, what the world is saying. So the message, and this is all part of deception, so where's the deception coming from? Make no doubt that deception is rooted and grounded in Satan himself. Satan, contrary to what you think, Satan is not some character dressed in a red suit with a pitchfork walking around just whispering in your ear just telling you to do bad things. The image that you see. Satan oftentimes is right next to you. Right around you. Closer to you than you think. Because he's that good. Now watch. Let me tell you a little bit about Satan. Now, why, why am I talking about Satan here? I have to talk about Satan because I want you to understand, I want our young people to really get this, that you're in a war. And if you're going to fight this, if you're going to really be a, a, a youth, a, how many know this generation is bold in their sin? Come on, y'all listen to what I'm saying. Come on, say, how many know this generation, they ain't afraid. This, this, this millennial generation, man, they will, they're right up in your face. They're not intimidated by anything. You're going to have to at least, you're going to have to at least be that tenacious about your faith if you have any hope in trying to uh, uh, persuade them that they're really dead men walking. Bible says Satan is the originator of lies. Let me give you a little bit, just a little bit about him. John 8, 44 says that Jesus said that you're of your father, the devil, he was talking to the, the, uh, the, the religious leaders of that day that was criticizing him. He said, you're of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. And watch what he says about Satan. He says he was a murderer from the beginning. Y'all hear that? Satan was a murderer. How many know Satan don't just, Satan wants you done with? That's why you don't play with Satan. You ever notice when you play with sin that, you, you, you ever seen people, or if not yourself, that have tried something, and then all of a sudden, you didn't realize that it was going to be that bad. 
You're like, oh, you know, I'll I, I try this, try that, do that. And all of a sudden you do it, you, you step into it a little bit. And before you knew it, you, you find yourself in a place. I never, I didn't ask for all this. How do I get here? What was, I, I, I was just trying to have a little bit of fun. Watch that fun stuff. Bible says that Satan does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and he is a father of lies. All lying, y'all listen, say amen. All lying and deception comes from Satan, all of it. Everyone who operates and the spirit of lying and deceiving, whether they realize it or not, in some way are getting their cues from the enemy. The Bible says also that Satan deceives the whole world. This is important. So, great, so the great dragon was cast out, that old, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Watch this. This is Revelation 12, 9. Who deceived the whole world? Who deceives the whole world? If you see a young person with their head down, wake them up. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump on this spirit today. We can stay up and play video games and watch stuff, but we can't hear the word of God. The devil is a liar. We're not going to put up with that. We cannot put up with that. Because I'm speaking today, I'm speaking life. Something that's going to help you. Because the enemy wants you sleep. Now listen to this. He says he deceives the whole world. And watch this. And so he was cast down to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So watch this. The whole world. Everybody say the whole world. The whole world. Watch this church. Is walking in deception. That's why you're in the minority. That's why you are a Christian and most of the people around you, most of your friends, most of your, the people, they're not. Because the whole world has been deceived and believe the lie. I'm going to show you what that lie is here in a moment. That's why the Bible said don't be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind because this world, is, is, this world has been deceived. Not just America, but the entirety of the whole world. So you find that there's chaos all over the place. Destruction. Pain. Because men have decided that they already can figure it out on their own. They don't need God. How many know our politics is rooted in deception? Government. Our media our entertainment, the stuff that we feed our youth with on a regular basis. I want you to understand, parents, there's a messaging. There's a messaging going on. And you know what? And a lot of times, our kids don't even have to leave the house. They can take that little phone that they probably got right now in their hand. They can take that and they can go off into wherever. You don't, have to, you don't have to let them out. I mean, no, the devil is so crafty, he brings it in. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? The whole world is in deception. See, Satan has us fighting the wrong battle. You really think it's all about uh, who you sleep with? 
You really think it's all about what party you vote for or how much money we make? You've got to understand, it's much bigger than that. It's about, this, it's about your soul. It's about young people. I want you to understand something. You're not going to be where you are forever. You're getting older every day. You're growing. You're going to be like me someday. Some of the kids said, oh, Jesus. Bible says that Satan is actively looking for a way to destroy our lives. First Peter 5.8 says, be sober. Be vigilant. Watch out. Look. Watch out. Because your adversary, every one of you have an adversary. Particularly if you're a believer, you better, you better know you have an adversary. But how many know that Satan ain't no friend of yours? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Satan is no friend of ours. It says your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That's what he's doing. Seeking whom he may devour. He's after people's lives. He glorifies what God says is wrong. How many know that Satan glorifies fornication? You talk to parents, you talk to most of your kids right now, they would tell you just about everybody in their school is having sex on some level. Just talk to them, ask them. Or they talk about it. Glorify fornication. Glorify homosexuality. Glorify drunkenness. Glorify lying. It's glorified. This is all a part of what Satan does. I was a school resource officer many, many years ago. Uh, one of the things that was so shocking to me, I started in middle school. And, uh, and there was a girl. Now, middle school is at age between 12 and 14 years of age. And we had more than a few girls who were pregnant. And I remember being in school thinking, oh, God, I'm, I'm, I was shocked. I was like, you know, at 12, man, I was still trying to figure out a whole lot of things. I was still trying to figure out how to tie my shoe. Come on, somebody. I mean, I didn't know how to tie my shoe at 12. I mean, I'm sitting there, but how did I do this? Mama, can you hear? Help me. I mean, and now we're talking about kids getting pregnant, having sex. And, and watch this. And the devil says, it's okay. After all, everybody is engaging, right? It's, it's human nature. How many of you have heard that? It's human nature. It's what you're supposed to do. As if God doesn't exist. As if we can just kind of throw God. How many know that the devil wants the devil wants you in a position where you are in opposition to God? Because how many know the Bible says you will reap what you sow? How many know the wages of sin is death? But the gift of God is eternal life. The wages of sin. What is sin? What God calls wrong. Simply put, if God says it's wrong, it's sin. Pastor, I don't know what sin is. What does God say about it? How many know that God is on your side? Come on, if you believe Jesus is on your side, come on, clap your hands if you believe it. He's on your side. So Jesus tells you don't do something. He's not telling you that because he's trying to keep you from having fun. Are y'all with me? Because that's what the devil tells you. Don't you want to have fun? Let me tell you something. 
I'm still today living the after effects, the aftershocks of, of some of the dumb decisions I made when I was a youth. Even in my brain, I am battling things that I did that my counterpart said, hey, it's okay. Satan is after us. The Bible says he knows that his time is short. Satan knows, watch this. Satan knows, it says in Revelation 12, 12, therefore rejoice, O heavens, you who dwell in them. Woe to inhabitants of the earth and the seal, earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you mad because he knows he don't have but this much time right here, as we know. So what is he doing? He's deceiving. He's lying to people. He's causing you to go to sleep. He's causing you to, 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 to try to, he's calling you to, 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 to believe that you don't have to be accountable to God. In fact, let's, let's, let me show what I mean. So in the, I don't have time to read all these verses. I, I, I'm, I'm dealing with some time constraints here. But, but aren't you glad that where a man failed, Jesus conquered? Is anybody glad? So here we have in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. I'm not going to read all of it. I want you to go back and look at it in your own time. But understand something. So here the serpent, the devil, in case anybody don't understand what he means, I want who he is, I want you to understand that it's the same devil is up to the same tricks today that he was back in the Garden of Eden. No different. He's the same devil. Say, ain't nothing changed. He comes to Adam and Eve. God says, look, here's the deal. God said, y'all can have everything, all the trees in the garden, everything. God put Adam and Eve in paradise. You can have everything. Just this one tree. Don't eat off of it. This one, don't, 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 don't eat off of it. And what do they do? Devil comes in and devil comes and he, he casts down. He says, first he says, says to, to Eve and Adam was in the vicinity, the scripture says, says, has God really said that? I mean, God ain't really said that. How many kids have heard that? That ain't really what the Bible says. That's really your, your interpretation. How many of y'all have heard that? That's, that's just the way you believe. I got my way, you got your way. How many know it ain't but one way, it's Jesus' way? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? It ain't but one way. It's Jesus' way or the highway. That's it. There is no other remedy. Let me, let me, let me point it out to you. So, Devil says to Adam and Eve, says, he says to the woman, you really won't die. You can go ahead and eat it. You won't die, girl. Watch this. For God knows, verse 5, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you, watch this, here's the, here's the deception. Are y'all with me? Come on, say amen, lights and loud. Come on, I don't want y'all to miss it. Say amen. Watch. He says, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Here's the deception. And it hasn't changed today. Here's the deception. Hey, you know what? God is really keeping something from you. I mean, I mean and God is using your parents to stifle you. God is using your parents to keep you on lockdown. 
because there's a lot of kids and these youth in our generation who feel like that, the, that our parents don't have a clue. It's part of what the enemy does, part of his deception. So he says to Eve, he, he said, look, you'll be like God. In other words, hey, to be like God means watch, watch this. I can be my own God. I can create my own reality. I can do whatever, whatever satisfies my urges, whatever I want to do. I can, be, I can be my own. I don't really need God. I can be my own God. I can create my own world, my own reality. I, I don't really need God. That's what the enemy is doing. I mean, no, he's still doing the same thing today. He's telling people, you can be and do. And how many know the Bible said there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is a way of death. So, so you know what? I know what God's word says, but hey, after all, I'm like God. I don't really need to listen to him. I don't need to listen to that dumb preacher. I don't need to listen to that preacher at 75 Moncure Lane Foundation Church. I mean, who do he think he is? Part of the deception of the enemy. He wants you to get focused on me. Don't, it ain't about me. Look at the word. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain forever. And people have been trying to discredit this book. You can write it down from cover to cover. It is the word of God, and it's not going anywhere. Do you hear me, church? It's not going anywhere. You can try to kick it to the side. You can call us names. You can ridicule us. You can persecute us. But this book is not going anywhere. It will stand the test of time because it's God's word. Are y'all listening? Say amen. And watch. So watch this. So when Adam and Eve, in that he said, God said, now God said this. God said, look, the day you eat it, you will die. This is the deception. This is the deception. How many know that the minute Adam and Eve ate the fruit, they died right there. Spiritually. They were dead on the spot. And when you're spiritually dead, are y'all listening? When you're spiritually dead, you're dead. Though you're breathing, you're dead. Because physical death is the result of spiritual death. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Physical, all, that's all physical death is. Physical death is the result of spiritual death. Before it dies in the physical, it first died in the supernatural. That's where it is. And so you got a bunch of people walking around who are outside of Christ, who think they're living, but they're dead. They've been shut off from the life of God. They are dead because spiritually they have not been quickened, made alive. So at that moment, Adam and Eve, they brought the deception and they died. And then eventually, men, you know, at those, in those days, men would live, men were designed really to live forever. So, you know, Adam and Eve, I forget the number of years, but they lived like, some of them didn't live 900 years, 800 years, 600 years, 500 years, 300 years. Now, like 120 years and under, men died. Because, because of Adam and Eve's sin, who are our parents, all of that death passed down to every one of us. It's only one way out. Jesus. So, Jesus now. Let's fast forward. So, Jesus comes around, and, and I don't have time to read it. So, Jesus comes around and, 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 and oh gosh, I believe in Matthew chapter 4, 
the tempter comes. See, Jesus now is going to come and fix what Adam and Eve broke. Jesus comes to fix it. So Satan comes to Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. Read it in your own time. Satan comes to him and Satan says, Jesus, Jesus is the man. He's, he's the God man. If you bow down, Jesus, and worship me, watch this, I'll give you everything. If you worship me, I'll give you money. I give you a real nice PlayStation. <laughs> I give you a real, real nice car. I give you that boyfriend you want. I give you that girlfriend you want. Yeah. I, I'll give you, I give you all this wonderful stuff. All you need to do, Jesus, is to fall down and worship me. Boy, y'all see how bold the devil is. Jesus, just fall. And Jesus, aren't you, I mean, you're glad for Jesus today. Come on, give Jesus a hand. Jesus says, oh, no, Satan. He says, he said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but live by every word of God. Because Satan said, turn this. How many know Jesus could have turned the, the stone into bread if he wanted to? I mean, he walked on water. Come on, he holds all things together by the word of his power. Jesus is not limited in scope and in power. Yo, Jesus is all powerful. He's been granted that authority by his father. Jesus says, no, not going to do it. He's written Satan, worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you worship, and him only shall you serve no other. I mean, y'all see how Satan is doing the same thing to our young people today? What is Satan tempting our youth with today? Money, power, and sex. Nothing changed. Man, you can you can have it all, kids. Hey, 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 you know, be like everybody else. Everybody else, we already discovered, if they ain't in Christ, they're dead. Dead people walking. Now watch. So Jesus rejected the deception. Jesus came to fix what was broken. And because Jesus resisted and ultimately he went to the cross, he died for our sins. He rose again from the dead, disqualifying him to fix what Adam and Eve broke. So now Jesus is the new Adam, the scripture says. And like in Romans 5, the, the, he's a new Adam. He's the one that fixed. So now the one, all of us who have been spiritually dead have now through Christ can be resurrected again and have life. But just like when one is spiritually dead, they ultimately physically die. When one is made spiritually alive, ultimately, physically, we live. That's why the Bible says our bodies are going to be redeemed. Aren't you glad about it? Some of y'all to say amen. I don't know about you. I'm glad my body. That's why, see, see, your body, our bodies at some point is going to be redeemed. No sickness, no death, no pain, because the reverse has already happened. We've been made alive in the spirit. If, if you've accepted Christ, if you walk with him, if you live with him, then it's been reversed. So ultimately, you're going to get a new body. Ultimately, the full effect of your redemption is, is upon us. And it's all through Jesus. Now it brings us, as we're getting ready to wind this thing down. So now it brings us to Ephesians chapter 6. And I like this verse. It says, watch this. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 6. It says, and you he made alive. Everybody say alive. 
who were dead in trespasses and sins, who you once walked according to the course of this world. Watch this. According to the prince of the power of the air. Do anybody know who's the prince of the power of the air is? Come on, anybody. Who is the prince of the power of the air? Satan. Satan, the whole world is in deception. Satan is the one that, that the world has surrendered itself to. You're in the minority. That's why kids, I tell our youth all the time, you got to learn to be comfortable being in the minority because Jesus, ultimately, you're going to be vindicated. Come on, come on, somebody. Our youth, you're going, if you walk with God, you will be vindicated if you walk with him. The prince of the spirit of the air, uh, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also, watch this, we once, now we're talking about, now, now here's what Paul is doing here in Ephesians. Paul now is talking to Christians. So everyone who was a Christian, if you're, if you're a Christian, raise your hand. If you're a Christian, if you know you're a Christian, if you don't know you're a Christian, keep your hand down. Every Christian, watch this. The minute that you said, Jesus, I'm broke. Because if you're, not, if you're not with Jesus, then you're stuck with what Adam and Eve did. You're on your own. You're stuck there. There's no redemption for you. The only way you're going to get out of this maze is you got to come to Jesus. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So Jesus now, he says, he says watch this. That we once, we once, meaning he's talking to Christians, those, everybody who became a Christian, you're not dead anymore. Like the image they gave this morning, remember a young man sitting on the stool, dead? See? When a person comes to Christ, at that moment, you're, God breathed the breath of ruha. That's what it means, the breath of life. Ruha, breath. And you become a living spirit. In other words, now your spirit has made, been made alive again. Because real life, is in the spirit. Are y'all hearing me? Real life is in the spirit because your spirit will spend eternity someplace. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Your spirit is going to spend eternity someplace. Why not make it be with God? It says once, verse 3, among whom we once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. In other words, as a consequence of the sin of Adam and Eve, our flesh craves stuff that goes against the nature of God. You ever notice that your flesh likes sin? Your flesh loves to do violence. Your flesh will go off in a minute. How many of you know what I'm talking about? If you didn't check your flesh, none of us would be here today. Come on, somebody. How many of you know you have to tell your, get up and go to church today? Because your flesh would be like, I ain't trying to go, bro. Sit back, chill. You had a long week. <laughs> Dealing with that 95 traffic, man. <laughs> but, you need, but you need to relax. Forget church. Hey, although you've been up all night playing games, watching TV, you're tired. Don't go to church. <laughs> that stuff is for people that are like, you know, this is what the kids think. That's for old folks. Let me tell you, my other job is a policeman, and I've seen a lot of young people die before they hit the age of 18. I say that very seriously. I've seen it in car accidents. I've seen it in drug overdoses. I've seen young people die. 
Don't you think for one moment that this is just for old folks? Because you don't know, you don't know how long you have. No one in this room does. But the devil wants you to go to sleep. He wants you to die and stay dead. But, but it says here, and you were made alive through Christ. When you accepted him, he said, now, now it used to be that you walked in the conduct of, of, of the lust of your flesh and you fulfilled the, the desires of the flesh and of the mind and you were by nature the children of wrath. But God, somebody say, but God. Come on, somebody say it. Come on, say, but God. Come on, come on, say it, but God. Come on, say it, but God. Come on, preach with me, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love, not because of yours. Because if it was up to you, you wouldn't have anything to do with God. He hounded you. He came after you. He tracked you down like a bloodhound because he loved you this much. Even when you didn't want a thing to do with him. When you were in the thick of your sin, when you was confident and bold and voracious in your sin, Jesus came at that moment and he knocked on your door and says, let me in, let me in. I love you. Jesus says, rich in mercy. Look at his church. He's rich in mercy. He made us alive together with Christ. He made us alive with Christ and raised us up together. So now, if you're in Christ, if you're saved today, I want you to hear me. Are you still listening to amen? If you're saved today, I want you to understand something. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're living. You go inside your schools, talking to our youth, when you go inside your schools and your places, you're alive. You're, you don't just look alive. You're really alive. How many know that part of the deception is the devil deceiving people and making them think you're living, you're good. But you're dead. Without Christ, you're dead. This is why you got to be bold. This is why you can't be afraid. This is why you can't, you can't be like them. But look at this. And then it says this, watch this. And then, and then Peter talks, he talks to some of us older folk in the faith. He says, he says, in, re, in verse 4, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 2 to 5, he said there in verse 4, in regard to these, now let me go back, go to verse 3. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime, talking to the older Christians, doing the will of the Gentiles, in other words, doing what everybody else do, when we walk in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revivalry, drinking parties, abominable idolatry. He said, look, well, y'all who've been saved for a minute, you already done all that. Hey, man, is anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Before you guys say you already acting up, acting crazy, but now that's past. Everybody said that's in my past. My past. I'm, I'm done with that. I tried that. Don't work. It don't work. Oh. And then he says in verse 4, kids, listen up. Parents, tap your kids on the shoulder. They need to hear this. Tap them on the shoulder. Tap everyone. Tap them on the shoulder. Tap them. Tap, hit them upside the head. Let them get this word in. Punch them. Do, you know. Just don't leave no marks so nobody can get arrested. Just. It says, in regard to these, they, meaning those who are outside of Christ, those who are not believers, 
Watch this. They think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation speaking evil of you. In other words, he says, when you decide as a young person, when you decide you're going to be a Christian, you're going to walk with God, they look at you and they, they wonder, they're like, why did you, why ain't you doing like us? How come you ain't like having sex with him? How come you ain't having sex with her? How come you going to church? How come you're different? Why? Why? They, they, think, they think it's strange. They're like, what's up with you? But I want you to know that's where you want to be. You want people to take note and say, man, you're different. Because how many know the power is in when you're different? Come on, y'all listen to me. The power is when you're different. The power is when you walk with God. And I like, I like how Peter says, look at this. Peter says this, and I'm, I'm really close. Because 12 o'clock, I got to go. Look at this. He says, Oh, gosh. They will have to give an account. Verse 5. 1 Peter 4. Verses 2 down to verse 5. Look at verse 5. They, meaning all them who looked at you, who laughed at you, and say, why are you going to that stupid church? Why are you talking about, why, why are you doing, why are you reading that Bible? Why are you going to that youth group? Why are you doing all that? But here's the thing. But you got to remember, it says in verse 5, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge. I want you to understand, to our youth who are in this audience and our youth abroad, I want you to understand that the same people that mock you, the same people that laugh at you for being different, for walking with God, they one day were going to have to give an account to the same God that they laugh at you for serving. In other words, God will vindicate you if you walk with him. But you got to be determined. Next week, we're going to be baptizing some folk. But, you know, baptism is for people that's made a decision that I'm going all the way with Jesus. I'm going to be changed. I want to be different. Hey, how many know that in many ways, this is a lonely road, but it's the best road. It's the road of life. Because I'd rather be lonely on the road of life than to be about a bunch of people that's going into the ditch of hell. Are y'all hearing? I, I don't know how else to put it. So I'll, I'll take my chance. If you want to live like that, if you want to be that way, it's on you. But, but you know, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm going to be different. Going to be different. This is my calling. This is what we're called to do. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed.